Ladies, ladies, gentlemen, and gentlewomen, welcome to the most glamorous star-studded event in the history of time, the Gem Girls Podcast, where we serve Hollywood glamour on the red carpet in the evening and stumble out of declurb, flashing our pussies in the wee hours of the night. I am the living legend, diva extraordinaire, Hakuna Matidis. And I am the notorious man-eater and sixth-time divorcee, <laughs> Orifice Jones. I actually forgot my name there for a second. Uh, <laughs> and today, we are closing the curtain on the Hollywood gem duology. That's like a trilogy for something with only two parts for all you uneducated swines out there. Uh, and gem... Season two, as a whole, we are at the end of the season. I know, so exciting. So exciting. What new horizons will we breach in the days ahead? Only the Lord knows. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so we're on Gem Season 2, Episode 27, Hollywood Gem, Part 2, and the winner <laughs> is... Which is a fucking mouthful that does not slide off the tongue or roll off the tongue, whatever you whatever you call yeah, whatever it. Whatever they say, worry. Yeah, whatever whatever people say. Anyways, this was once again penned by our fave, Roger Slifer, aka Wifers for Slifers, mm-hmm. aka Slife for Life, aka <laughs> Slifey for Lifey, aka I'm Rife with Slife, aka No More Strife with Slife. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know what you mean, dog, <laughs> but I'd love to get rife with life. And I you don't know, what? know what that means. I just feel like there's a lot of moments that are pretty rife with life. Rife for life. Uh, you know, life getting rife. Yeah. I mean, Whatever rife that with means. life sounds like, I don't know, like some sort of, uh, disease. <laughs> Yeah, that that is true. Like, oh, the poor boy's rife with the slice. <laughs> um, anyway, bastardizing a dead man's name aside, this episode of Gem ties up all the loose ends of the previous episode, which was entitled Hollywood Gem Part 1, For Your Consideration, in which we saw Gem get nominated for an Oscar for her daily performance as two distinct human beings. Wow. While, yeah, throw some shade in there. Uh, While Kimber hoed it up with two dudes. And according to TV Guide, this is the one where Jerrica gives Kimber tips for her love life. Meanwhile, Jem gets ready for an award show in Hollywood. Um, For all the kids out there, TV Guide was a a document, a compiled document with many pages, almost like a... (laughs) Like a book, one might say. If you're also familiar yeah. with the concept of book. Uh, <laughs> totally tactile, uh, non-digitized text that yes. people use to find out when things were on the television. Wow. It guided them, one might say, into the realm of TV land. Hence wow. the name, TV Guide. Thank you, uh, like, uh, thank you, Orbis. No problem. Uh, I really, truly believe we might be the first people in 20 years to even reference <laughs> TV Guide. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, because clearly we know what it is, and thus clearly we are not the hot, sexy, nubile 14 year old <laughs> girls we portray ourselves to be, which is truly what I'm going for. Right. Uh, either way, anyway, let's get into this episode Hollywood Gem Part 2, and the winner is. 
Right. Um, okay, so we open up with a very intense, well, not quite intense little girl recap. And honestly, I was, she's grown up a little bit. She's a I queen know, girl she's, now. Yeah, exactly. It's not like an LGR thing going on. Uh, and I, I I, agree. She lost some of her cutting edginess, her matter-of-fact little girl attitude. Yeah, no, she's a tween now. She's a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more grizzled by time. Uh, and a little listless, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. The only lull moment where I was like, <laughs> little girl, or I guess tween girl, she refers to Jeff as Kimber's other boyfriend. Yeah, And I was like, little girl. These are, neither of these people are Kimber's boyfriend. They just appeared out of nowhere. Yes. Um, but I, I was still living for that. Like, oh yeah, this is totally acceptable. Have two boyfriends <laughs> that are not okay with it. I do. I I did enjoy the casualness of oh, and Kimber's other boyfriend. Da 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 da. It's like oh, okay. She got two men in her pocket. Okay, work, girl. Yeah, yeah. Um. So after the little girl, little tween girl recap, not as good as the little girl. OG no, I girl. like I like a like a pure little girl. I don't need no little tween girl. <laughs> Which yeah, is can, also yeah. a creepy sentence to say. Uh, yeah, definitely, but I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, you get what I mean, and then a lot of, like, 40-year-old men <laughs> who may or may not be searching questionable things on the internet know what I mean. Yes, indeed. Um, so we cut to the holograms who are looking at wedding dresses, and, like, at first I was like, they're just looking at ugly-ass gowns, because some of them, like, most of them weren't even white. That's true, yeah. Um... And they go in the store, and some Peggy Hill-looking bitch, not their maid lady. No, not not, not the main generic, Peggy Hill bitch, some other Peggy Hill bitch. Um, you know, showed them this dress that had yellow accents. Actually, it was mainly yellow. And they think it looks good, um, but Kimber is really upset because apparently Jerrica didn't even come with them initially because she's mad at her. Right, right. Uh, Jerrica does roll up, though, and they have kind of like a sweet moment of Kimber being like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. And then Jerrica has a line of, even though I think you're making a mistake, I want you to be happy. And it's like, all right, Jerbear, did you really have to phrase it like that? Yeah, like, make yourself sound less supportive, please. Exactly. And then we learn that the, the, the wedding is tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Which, like, they, I mean, I know, you know, child bride ceremonies are ge- generally rushed, but I didn't know they were, gonna, they were moving at such a clip. I know. Yeah, they're wasting no time. Uh, and basically, we cut into a song immediately. Um, and I didn't write down the name of the song. Did it is called it? Tomorrow is My Wedding Day, <laughs> which fits because tomorrow is Kimber's wedding day. Um, so this 
song is fucking terrible. Dude, this whole concept is twisted. I don't know why they're, you know, pushing marriage on these little girls watching this show in 1987. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, but as for the video itself, there's basically Rio doing some handiwork on the movie set. And wait, no, that doesn't happen in the music no, no, video. No, 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 no. The, that happens directly after the music video. The music video was like wedding in the sky. And there were like doves yes. bringing a carpet to a little, you know, wedding gazebo type thingamajig. <laughs> right, yes. Uh, Rio, I think, does appear in the wedding in the sky. And there was a moment of like, why is he here? Uh, yeah, you're not getting married to Kimber, Rio. Yeah, he, I have no idea what it was. But it's basically the whole video is like, yeah, Kimber and I guess Jeff in the sky, getting married, there are doves, there are a lot of doves in the mix. Yeah, a lot of doves, a lot of sky, a lot of like flying pieces of fabric. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of aerial fabrics. Uh, I do like Kimber kind of hair, has her hair in like an updo with the wedding. Yeah. I kind of liked it, it was cute. Yeah, she looks good in an updo. Um, but the song ends and this is when we cut to Rio like working on set and um, he and Kimber have this interaction where she apologizes for popping off on him. Quote, quote. She literally yeah. says popping off, which I kind of died. I loved it. I know, right? And he's like, I remember popping off at you. So I, I, I accept your apology without apologizing to her. Yeah, this was the thing with this whole scene. I was like, I don't think Kimber should be apologizing to Rio for, for one thing. No. To Rio... You pop off, like, all the fucking time. So, like, how about, like, every single day you pop off? Uh, and, yeah, it should be, like, I, he doesn't say sorry in the slightest. No, he never apologizes for anything. Not once. I've seen every single character apologize for something except for Rio. Yeah, yeah, because he's fucked in the head. Um, and then he's also quite incredulous that Kimber's getting married as well, like, the next day. He's basically, like, he's yeah, basically, fair. he's the worst at getting invited to a wedding, which, I mean, par for the course for Rio generally being the worst, but I was like, wow, dude, you're really fucking this up. Um, yeah, basically, she's like, come to my wedding. Rio's like, wedding? Are you marrying, like, are you marrying Sean? And he's like, no. She's like, no, I'm marrying Jeff. And Rio's like, what? Why Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I mean, to his credit, though, uh, what the fuck is happening? That like, is actually. true, yeah. The whole scenario is pretty, like, what? Uh, and Rio gives Kimber the awful advice of just follow your heart. Which I think is kind of what got Kimber in the situation in the first place. Like, maybe don't follow your heart. Like, think about things for a second. Yes. Uh, yeah, don't follow your heart. Don't be so rash. Don't be a literal child. Um, so, while... Even though she is. Even though she yeah, is a literal child. Yeah, even though child. she's a child bride. Uh, yeah. Child bride. It sounds fun, but it's really not. It's really sad. Yeah, um, it really is. So, while they're doing another take of, a, of the scene they were doing... Uh, Kimber is like worried about Jeff because uh, he's doing something that's particularly dangerous. And like, I don't know what the fuck happens, but there's a tiny car that Jeff presumably is driving and he immediately gets run over by a giant 
truck thing that's like a the a truck the size of the build of a building. Yeah, the truck. It's like those like Star Wars, like you know, in the original, there's like these giant walking machines. They battle on this ice planet. Anyways, this fucking truck is huge as fuck. Uh, uh, it's a tiny yeah. ass car rolling through it, and yeah, it's a very <laughs> intense. It's a very intense scene. Uh, and the stunt person, who we all are supposed to think is Jeff, fucks it up, crashes, turns out is Sean, because he wanted to prove to Kimber that he's exciting too, which is like, I don't know, dude. So, like, one, stupid, and also, stupid. like, such a tool moment. But how did everyone just let that happen? Like, aren't there people on set, like, I, I don't know. Where was Jeff in all of this? Yeah, where was Jeff? Where was, I don't know, the union to be like, hey, this guy can't do this. Uh, where was where was Common Sense? Not not here. Where, where's not my today. girl Common? Last name Sense. <laughs> um, so basically Sean has to go to the hospital. He like he's real busted. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Kimber blames herself and Rio, who is here so frequently in this episode, playing right? a comforting role, which yeah. is not believable for him in the slightest. Very out of character, but he does give decent advice, basically telling Kimber, like, yo, this wasn't your fault. This was this guy being stupid. Yeah, this guy having to pull his dick out or something and be a yeah. toxic male like every man in this fucking show. Anyway... So they go to the hospital, and the nurse tells her that he hasn't regained consciousness, consciousness, but he should recover eventually. Um, and Rio's like, "You go ahead. Like, I'll stay here for whatever reason." Well, I really believe it's because, as Rio's low-key fucking most men in this show, he's <laughs> also low-key fucking Sean. Right. I mean, maybe that's why he's so present in this episode and takes such a strong interest in her love life. Because he's like, oh, like, I'm going to pretend I care, but really, I'm just fucking all of them anyway. You know what? I mean, I believe it. Rio is enough of a sociopath that he would lie to people to get physical pleasure. Uh, yes. And I also really laughed because Kimber is like, oh, no, I want to stay at the hospital. And Rio's like, yeah, you're getting married tomorrow. She's like, oh, right. I forgot. And come on, Kimber. <laughs> yeah, Kimber is such a mess. Like, how do you forget you're getting married? Yeah, and it's happening like the next day. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so... We cut to the next scene, and she's getting ready for her wedding. Um, but she's kind of distracted because she's really upset about Sean. And at this point, they get a call from the hospital that Sean has woken up. Um, and Rio's like, yeah, I'm going to be a little late to the wedding, and you should start it without me. Um, the wedding is already a mess because, one... Kimber is distracted by this other dude. And two, Jeff still hasn't arrived. Right, right. He is late. He's late to his own wedding, but he does pull up in true whack fashion in, like, I don't know, like a motorcycle or he, I don't know, he comes in being a lot. Yeah, he comes in like vrooming, like making that really obnoxious motorcycle loud bike sound that like makes me want to shoot people. Yeah, dude. So I've never understood this about motorcycles or motorbikes or whatever. Cause I really feel that loud obnoxious sound 
is not necessary, and yet anyone on a motorbike or whatever, whatever you call it, a chopper, uh, feels <laughs> chopper. that feels the need to let people know that they are on, in fact, a motorcycle. And I, I don't get it. Well, I think, like, for a lot of people who drive motorcycles, their entire identity is wrapped in up in driving one. Uh, well, I mean, that's sad. But, like, that, I, I mean, I, it's just, I, I just don't understand because it's a little bit like we can already see you're riding a motorcycle. Do you also have to, like, make it be heard as well to, like, people sitting in their houses reading a book? You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, we don't need to hear that, like, five miles away. Like, exactly. I, it, and it's scary, too. Like, when you're really close to them, it's like, ah. And you're having a conversation with someone on a patio, and then you have to stop talking for, like, 30 seconds while a motorcycle goes by. Yeah, and it's like, what, dude? Like, why are you... T- like, it just... You're really invading people's space. Like, I, I, I think it's, like, an extension of you know, like, bros at the gym where they'll hog a machine or and, like, the area around the machine and they don't even think twice about it. It's, um... Yeah. Yeah, it's an audio invasion of bullshit that I don't give a fuck about. And um, and it's unfair yeah. to say it's just motorcyclists. It's also people in cars. We've, yes. We all know the people we're talking about here. Yes. I mean, what people are we talking about here? Fucking stupid-ass dudes. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I call them penis bearers. <laughs> I call them small dicked men. <laughs> SDMs, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, those guys at the gym who like hog all the plates and then like have like three sections on the go. Uh, that and then like also are taking like four minutes in between sets to like chat with a friend or someone on FaceTime. And it's like, you know. If you just, if you're a little bit more efficient about this, you wouldn't have to take up so much space for so long. Yeah, it's so inconsiderate. And like the same people, and like this has happened to me several times and it irks me to no end. And like I get it asking someone if they're using a piece of equipment or how many sets they have left because, you know, you want to you wanna schedule things out. But it's had to be several times where I will be physically doing a set like lifting a bunch of weight and some guy will feel like it's okay to come up to me maybe even tap me on the shoulder and ask like oh how many sets do you have left and it's like wait a second dude you don't need the instant answer of knowing like give it a second i'm you know i'm lifting a bunch of weight here it's probably not safe to distract me anyways fucking fucking people Fucking males. Fucking people. Fucking males. Fucking people. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but, so Shayna actually has a good line on... Uh, she does. When uh, douchebag Jeff rolls up on his motorbike being all loud. She does say with a deadpan tone, like, ugh, how romantic. Lol. I, did, I missed that one. It was a, um, it was a good moment. I, I enjoy when we get, you know... A little bit more of a, an attitude from Shayna. Because someone's, yes, someone's got to bring shade, it. Shayna. Hey, oh, Shayna strikes again. <laughs> Shayna. And by um, strikes again, I mean maybe for the first time. Yeah, had one line yeah. delivered in a monotone that was almost undetectable. That being said, though, Shayna does have a, a history for making, like, deadpan, hum- almost, like, funny comments in a humorless tone. Yes. 
She does have that. I will give that to her. Raya. Raya, on the other hand, doesn't say shit. Oh, yeah, but who cares? Like, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, meanwhile, okay, so while Jeff is coming through, the orphans are, like, gathering rice to throw because they don't give a shit about birds. Yeah, right, which is twisted. I also refer to them here as orphan ghosts because at this point I'm pretty sure... (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're all just spirits. None of those kids are alive. Okay, I'm down for that. <laughs> the orphan ghosts. The orphan ghosts. What do you call like an like a zoo or like an, a building full of ghosts? Like, oh, I would say like an orphanage for ghosts. Uh, like a well, if it's I mean if it's orphanage, that's one thing. But if you're just there to like to view them, I would say a spectral menagerie. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's uh, the one. That's good. We'll work with that. Perfect. Um, so, you know, be sure to support your local spectral menagerie, <laughs> uh, which has always been a stance of this podcast. <laughs> um, very important in these trying times. Uh, anyway, so back at this wedding, I Jerrica is like with Kimber, uh, you know, getting ready. And she's viewing the crowd, and she has this hilarious comment of, wow, look at all the people. You have so many friends. And I just took it as a tone of, like, how can you have so many friends when I keep you locked up? That's so funny. I mean, they're probably all Jerrica's associates. And probably. she's, like, gaslighting her, like, oh, look how many people care about you. But really, it's, like, Jerrica holding her hostage. Oh, that's, that's actually even better. That's even more twisted. I like that. Um, yeah, and at one point... So this comes up later, but I'll just say it now. Like, Kimber's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to get married for the wrong reasons. Like, mainly because of, you know, I'm a slut, but also I want to get <laughs> out from under Jerrica's thumb. Yeah, she like, does wow. say that. She does say that. Yeah. That's intense. So intense that she's willing to, like, sign her life away to a relative stranger. I know. With no prenup. Although we don't know that, but I assume no prenup. Yeah. I assume that, too. Because Kimber's dumb. Uh, so the ceremony is about to start. Kimber is really nervous. Jerrica reassures her. And um, Kimber asks Jerrica to call Synergy for her to create a hologram of Gem. I thought it was going to be to have Synergy kind of like at the ceremony. She, I thought it was going to be one of those moments of like, Synergy, you're basically my mom, so you should be here. But it's more just to create a gem uh, hologram so gem can be present. Right. And again, it's like an, an example, an, an instance of Kimber having no power uh, vis-a-vis Jerrica. Because Jerrica is the one who's inherited Synergy, really, even though it's both of their mom. Uh, and she doesn't even have the power to, like, summon her. Yeah, that's it is fucked up, and you know, Mister B. I I mean, we said it before. Obviously, he doesn't care for Kimber. Uh, he could have made her a set of earrings, right? Anyways, and also, oh, go ahead. If all of those other like foster girls, if Shayna and Aja or whatever were also like technically his children, like why is Jerrica considered the special one? Well, I mean, we all know Mister Ben is a neo-Nazi, so. Only members of the Aryan race would be afforded such a high prize. Um, And Kimber, she is a ginger. So I feel like that is outside of the the realm of acceptability. 
I feel like he probably connect, uh, conducted experiments on the orphans. Oh, I mean, obviously. That's why they're all ghosts. Right. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Touche OJ. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and as this is happening, Jeff is doing pull-ups or something to quote-unquote... suit. Yeah, in a suit to work off some nervous energy. Um... I thought that's what Rio was for, to work off all the nervous energy of the men in this show. Yes. But whatever, tomato, tomato. I feel uh, like he makes it, everyone more nervous and agitated, but eventually. Probably, but it's like one of those, like, like you know, maybe five seconds of relief, and then the dread sets in, because then it's like, it's like when you're watching porn, and then you come, and you see your own reflection in the screen. <laughs> that dark yeah. moment of like, ugh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we get this song, uh, called Happily Ever After. It's a short walk down the aisle to a life filled with laughter. A short And in this one, we get more, like, walking down the aisle, more wedding dresses, more pink hues, doves, floating things in the sky. Yeah, it's more of an Earth-based version of the previous song. Uh, But then we also get a little bit of, like, kind of Kimber's life flashing before her eyes, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting and maybe not, like, a good sign that she's entering this uh, marriage with a positive mindset, because I feel like... Your life flashes before your eyes when you're going to die. Yeah. I mean, and it's a symbol of death, really, marriage. Well, that is true. Um, Kimber also does, though, imagine her kind of, like, shitty life with Jeff, which is also pretty funny. <laughs> and then they have, Im- she has images of Sean. So Bitch is really confused and really yeah. ambivalent about this entire process. Yeah. Uh, Kimber's main goal is to get married. She didn't really consider the whole to whom part. And I think that's kind of biting her in the butt at this moment. Yes. Um, so the preacher dude, the pastor guy, asks for, like, you know, if they, like, I do's, whatever they, whatever the question is. Do yeah, you do you take, take yada, 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 do you take this person, yada, yada, yada. And they both unenthusiastically say, I do. Uh, in a very, like, I, like, I guess kind of moment. Uh, but just in the nickelback of time. Right, which is so fitting, because I feel like Rio only works on a nickelback time stream. <laughs> that explains a lot about him. Exactly, like, he's on the nickelback flow of time. <laughs> that means nothing, I love it. Uh, <laughs> Um, Tyre's screeching and Rio runs in to say that he objects and he's like, I have a proposal to make. And then Kimber's like, what the fuck? I don't want to marry you. And he's yeah. like, no, no, it's on behalf of Sean. But it was like kind of funny for a bit because Jerrica like walked up and he was like, what do you mean you're proposing to her? Yeah, it was, it was a funny like, what the fuck is going on here, fella moment. Um, so Rio explains it's on behalf of uh, Sean 
and Kimber drops Jeff like it is nothing. She's like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I don't want to get married to you, Jeff, sorry. I didn't know Sean wanted to marry me. Uh, and Jeff is totally down because he doesn't really want to give up his carefree lifestyle, <laughs> by which at this point, folks, I feel like we all can read between the lines and know that he means gay. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. He's giving himself to the gay devil. He wants to ride that stripper pole down to hell. Right, right, right. Uh, which is, I appreciate. Me too. You know, it's nice to see some representation, and it's nice to uh, really, I guess, acknowledge the demonic nature of homosexuals. <laughs> And carefree, 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 satanic. Well, yeah. Uh, Devil may care lifestyle, if you will. Uh, And the devil does, and the devil does care because the devil loves all of his gays, much like Britney Spears. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Making a connection between Britney and the devil, I feel like that's sacrilege. Uh, but I mean, I feel like Britney is, I mean, maybe not the Antichrist, but like a prototype for the Antichrist. Mm. Okay. She got engaged. How do I you heard, feel about that? I heard, I heard. I don't know who this person is. He seems like a gold digger. He's just like a random personal trainer guy, like kind of uh, like Kevin Federline type yeah. guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. The only thing I heard about that was that her dad filed to end the conservatorship. But I was like, yeah. is this only because she's getting married and it's basically just passing on the ownership of this ownership. woman from one person to another person? I guess so. Who knows? Uh, I remain concerned. But Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm generally always concerned for Britney Spears' state of be- being. Uh, but it's fun to watch. Is it? <laughs> it's pretty dark. <laughs> It's really not that fun to watch. But anyway, um, so after kind of rejecting each other, uh, Kimber and Jeff part ways. uh, And Kimber wants to go to the hospital to see Sean. Um, And Rio says a really weird line here that I wrote down and I didn't provide the context. Oh, right, right, right. He's like, someone's like, why would you like, why did you do that? Rio's like, I'd hate to see someone make a mistake. The guy's got his whole life ahead of him. So, like... Oh, like who was making the mistake here? I guess Jeff. Yeah. And Rio didn't want Jeff to waste his life. But, like, what about Kimber? Right, right, right. Um, well, I mean, hashtag gay. So Rio was like, I didn't want him to get married so we could, you know, we could stop meeting up in the bathhouse and all that jazz. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that would stop them. It wouldn't. It'd probably make it even better. Yeah. Um, so then we get Jer- to... Uh, oh, wait, go, no, wait, go wait. Go ahead. Jerrica looks at her bare hand to try to give him a hint about, like, getting married or whatever. Like, oh, my hand, a ring would look really nice on this. And Rio's like, don't get any ideas. I remember that. I remember that. I'm like, you can be waiting a while, honey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. He's never going to propose. Like. Oh, never, 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 never. Uh, <laughs> which I'm fine with. Their, I'm fine with Their it. mutual cycle of abuse, neglect, and lies can continue forever, you know, in my opinion. Yes. 
anyways, Sean and Kimber also kind of make up. They decide, let's actually not get married. Uh, Kimber, as mentioned previously, reflects on her motivations to get hitched, which were purely to escape from Jerrica and probably some daddy issues. Uh, and they both mutually agree, you know, let's wait a while before getting married and just be a couple, which is, you know, sensible. Uh, sensible. Very sensible. And then we also have to remember that there was an <laughs> A-plot to this two-parter. Uh, basically, Jem being in the running for this Oscar. So we, we finally get that. It could have easily been two standalone episodes, but whatever. Uh, for real. Yeah. So we're it's movie award night is here. Uh, everyone's looking all, like, pretty and stuff like that. Uh... No, it's actually not the awards night. We get a brief scene where they're actually presenting the movie for the first time. And we get very, very creepy Flint Westwood, uh, who is obviously Clint Eastwood. Oh, wait, was that him? I was like, who's this creepy-ass blonde dude? I, I think it was Flint Westwood. Oh, okay. <laughs> you say Flint Westwood with so much confidence. <laughs> that was his name! Uh, I know, but, like, he's an actual person. Yeah, he's definitely not. Uh, purely <laughs> fictional. And because he is a good-looking man who is talking to Jem, Rio reacts negatively, and they kind of have a pissing contest. Yeah, he uh, rolls up his sleeves like he's going to throw down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as this is happening, we get our uh, favorite French diva, Mr. Truget, who's come into this movie screening just to be a bitch, which I enjoyed. Uh, and even though it's the first night that Jem's new film is getting screened. I, I'm not sure why she invited Mr. Truget, but he's there, and he's basically just being mean about the whole thing. Yeah, he's like, I still think you are without talent. <laughs> Jem's like, why the fuck are you here if he's such a hater? Yeah, bitch? yeah, but I like that he's there. He's like, I'm going to hate every moment of this, and I'm going to let everybody know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rio and the blonde dude, uh, Flint Westwood, are about to, like, fucking smack down. And Flint Westwood is like, do you want me to make his day? Right, yeah, 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 yeah. To make it, to make the Clint Eastwood parallel even more apparent. Um, so, yeah, this is a screening for ac Academy members. And Jem takes to the stage to introduce the film Starbright from, like, way, way back yeah. in the day. Like, throwback. way, way, like, throw it way back. Um... And this movie, when they're showing the clip during the Oscars scene, I was like, oh my god, this fucking movie was so bad. Hot mess of <laughs> steaming turds. Um, and yeah, Fr Francois is basically like, the audacity of this woman to think she can compare with Geraldine Pathos' stature. Uh, which, like, fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Accurate. Uh, so then we flash forward to the actual Academy Awards. Uh, you know, the, the holograms all roll up in their best uh, outfits. Tony Jules is like, there. Jem looks like she... So she's wearing this, like, weird hairdo with, like, a shoulder ruffle thing. And she looks like a baby crowning out of a vagina. Like, she's being wow. birthed. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Also, her waist is, like, crazy tiny. And it has made me concerned about the, like, the, just the dimensions of everything. <laughs> I mean, she's been eating ice chips for the yeah, past three weeks. exactly. And that corset is taut. Uh, 
Anyway, so yeah, the, the, the boys come up to pick up the girls. You got Rio, you got Tony Jules, you got Sean, and then uh, Jeff is there to take Aja and Rhea because, you know, a gay needs two girls, as we all know. Uh, yeah. And so, they, yeah, they go up to the red carpet. They have their moment. The paparazzos are, uh, you know, flashing their cameras and all that kind of jazz. Then we get to the actual award ceremony. Uh, hosted by some old white guy, but Lena Lerner and her son <laughs> Dominic do make an appearance, which I appreciated. They present for best makeup, so clearly they are not that significant in this universe. Very true. And Kimber actually does speak for, I feel like, everyone during basically any awards ceremony, but particularly the Oscars. Because she's basically like, oh my god, why do we have to sit through all these stupid awards, get to the awards that actually matter, which don't come until the very end of the show, as everybody knows. You're right, because they want you to stay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we eventually do get to the Best Actress uh, Award, and I was kind of living for all these fake movie expert excerpts. Uh, yeah, they were pretty funny. Pretty funny. I, my favorite was Sigourney Reaver's. How she got nominated for Poltergeist Aliens Part 4. <laughs> which I would 100% watch that movie. And I appreciate how in the Gemverse, a genre film like that can get nominated for an Oscar. And not only a genre film, but Part 4. Yeah, there have been three other Poltergeist Aliens. Also, I've, like a Poltergeist is a, uh, it's a ghost, right? So, depends on your definition. I feel like the exact definition of poltergeist is the manifestation of psychomet not psychometric, psychokinetic abilities in a person, usually a child. Uh, that being said, it has come to be known also as a spectral entity, mainly, I think, because of the movie Poltergeist. Right. It's like a, a ghost who can cause, like, physical disturbances in the real world, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's more of, I think, like, the like the definition itself leans more into yeah, the paranormal occurrence of some, yes, like, telekinetic force or unseen right. force uh, that may or may not be attributed to a ghost. So I think, I think Poltergeist, actually, it's more of the phenomenon rather than... The source of it. Okay. I was just trying to reconcile the ideas of, like, poltergeist and aliens. Oh, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Unless the alien... It's like a... Like, the aliens are causing this poltergeist to to form. I don't fucking know, dude. It makes no sense. Ghost Aliens Um, Part 4. We should have just called it that. um, Yeah. Meryl Saint... Is doing some Vietnam thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a Geraldine, choice. Yeah, Geraldine Pathos is doing Heartland of the Homeless or some shit. And she's like, Bob, please think of the homeless. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have thick. no place to go. Yeah. And Jem seen with Rio in oh my God. Star Price. Oh my God. I've seen like low budge porn acted better. It's basically that scene from, like, season one, that episode, uh, when they were making the movie, where Jem, like, there's a rose. Like, oh, and I, I love is, I love roses. Seems like you got enough roses with all the people leaving him for you or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like, all the, you got enough guys giving you roses or some shit. 
<laughs> it reminded me of the room. For some it reason. did, yeah. No, it it it's very roomy. <laughs> Honestly, it was kind of amazing. They would win a Razzie for that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Turns out, though, for that uh, breathtaking performance, and by breathtaking, I mean it takes your breath away because it's truly awful. Uh, Jim does not win the Oscar. It goes to no. Geraldine. Yeah, no, she does not. Which is shocking. Yeah, it goes to I Geraldine Pathos. Um, I enjoy that Jem didn't win because it's nice to see Jem not win something. But uh, they're so lame about it. They're like crying and shit. It's like, Jem, you win every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even in her ex- in her acceptance speech, G-Path, which I mean Geraldine Pathos, <laughs> Calls out Jem to be like, hey, I'm sorry for being such a bitch earlier. I don't think, it, I think it was justified. But Jem, like, she, Geraldine Pathos asks her, like, will you forgive me? And Jem, in full bitch tone, goes, sure. Like, you know what? <laughs> like, in that tone, like, yeah, sure, I'll forgive you. Right. Um, uh, but she does stand up to give her an ovation, a standing ovation, if you will. Yeah. Um, to show that she's a good sport, but really, bitch is, like, real pressed about not winning. Yeah, because then we get, um, ugly crier Jem in some sort of, like, dressing room or whatever, crying all ugly because she didn't win. Uh, <laughs> and Kimber kind of comes in to console her and says, like, you know, it's all good, you did a great job, I'm really pissed that you didn't win. Uh, but also, like, you know, you're in good company because a lot of other people lost tonight. And then it pans out, and you see all these other, all the other uh, nominees cry that they didn't win. And I was like, Jem, how are you so self-involved? You didn't realize you're in a room with, like, five other crying women. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she really is so self-involved. And all the other actresses, like... Ha- are more justified in being upset because this is their actual career. Yeah, just yeah. like randomly decided to make a terrible movie. Whatever. And then gets nominated. Well, yeah, whatever, Jim. We're not here for you being sad in general. Uh, anyways, suck it up. Suck it up because you suck. And yeah, suck it up because you suck it up. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> the the sad moment doesn't last too long because. I don't know, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce or somebody uh, (laughs) comes through being like, Jim, now you're a celebrity. We'll give you a a star on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, Which then leads to, I think, Rio making the comment of, I guess Hollywood Jim is here to stay or something like that. Then we get a repeat of the song, Hollywood Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we've heard before, the hot new single, Hollywood Jim. Yeah, interviews, Hollywood life, lasers shooting her name into the star on the ground. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Rodeo Drive. 
Yeah, shopping sprees, palm trees. That rhymed. Oh, yeah, the good one, yeah. Did you write the song? Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't. Oh, you could have fooled me. <laughs> in, my, in our rap, I made a line about evening sleeves. Oh, nice. Necessary. Like, if you please, I'll get on my knees, roll back my evening sleeves. No, I'm not. Just a tease. Ooh, I mean, that's pretty hot. <laughs> that's pretty hot. I feel like our, um, our, our, our hot single, our hot rap single will be, like, the sluttiest, grossest thing in the world. <laughs> but also, like, pure nonsense because we're referencing things like Sandy Fries. Right. And the Lord of Eyeballs. People are going to be like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> but by people, I mean no one. Right, because so no one's going to listen to it. Uh, because no one listened to this podcast, as we know. Yeah. Um, so now that we're at the end of the episode. And the end of season two. And the end of season two. Oh my God. Okay. We should do. We should do a little bit of a recap. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Closing uh, thoughts. Baddest bitch of, of the, the season. And the season. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. Um, so let's name the baddest bitch of the episode and the weakest bitch of the episode. And then we can go more into a season two overview. Uh, okay, I don't really know if there was a bad bitch yeah, in this episode. I can't it's even... Who? Maybe Sigourney Reaver for her performance. In Poltergeist, Poltergeist Aliens Part 4? Aliens <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, sure. I can't, just because I can't think of anything better. And also, I would watch that movie. Me too. Uh, now, who do we think is the baddest bitch of the season baddest bitch of the sea or do we want to name weakest bitch of the episode first sure um okay weakest bitch of the episode uh maybe kimber yeah maybe kimber uh, actually no i'm gonna say gem for being a really sore loser yes okay i'm on board with that yeah so gem sucks to suck um you're the weakest of the episode turning now our eyes and the lord's eye to the season in entirety. Wow, that's a big eye. It's a lot. It's a, quite a glance. A lot of looking. Exactly. <laughs> it's a lot of side to eye. You know what I mean? Uh, baddest bitch of the season. I feel like if it was season one we we're talking about, I would say probably Aja. But I don't think she's had as much enough rough and tumble moments this season. No, no, she really hasn't done anything, like, extraordinary. Like, yeah. hasn't de- demonstrated any sort of, like, extraordinary athletic ability or anything that we love love her for. Right, right, right. Uh, maybe, like, synergy, because we do get more synergy backstory this season. I feel like her role as a true omnipotent technical device has been yes. cemented more this season. Um, yes, and we got backstory about, like, her origins and, like, how she basically has Jackie Benton's soul programmed into her. Right, right, right. And she brings it to you every ball. You know what I mean? She brings it to you every ball. She always understands the assignment. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like, unless there's an argument for somebody else. No. Synergy, the house down. Exactly. Boots. Uh, <laughs> so synergy baddest bitch of season two 
uh, season two's weakest bitch. There, Rio. I mean, yeah, Rio. Rio, runner-up <laughs> Jericho Benton. Honestly, I'm only saying Rio because, like, they keep trying to make him relevant. But uh, it does and, like, not work. And, like, trying to make him sympathetic and whatever, but, like, he's just the worst all the time. Always the worst. Consistently so weak it hurts. Um, yeah, Rio Pacheco sucks to suck. Uh, I said it once, said it again. You suck, Rio Pacheco. You suck. I mean, uh, in more ways than one. Exactly, exactly. If you were just kind of like a chaotic bottom, I'd be more fine with it. But you're not. <laughs> you're 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 a chaotic bottom mixed with a messy top, mixed with a lot of internalized homophobia. Yes. Um. And a lot of toxic masculinity. Oh yeah. So yeah, there's nothing yeah. good happening there. Really, no redeeming qualities. Um. So yeah. Uh. With all of that out of the way, we've finished season two, which is pretty crazy. Season three is so much shorter. So much shorter. We're not it's basically have a half the season. Yeah, we're as not much. as much true because we got a new band that uh, enters the Gemisphere. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's only twelve episodes in season three. Yeah. So, Gem Girls podcast. What does the future have in store? Ooh. Ooh. It'll be spooky. <laughs> Obviously, it'll be spooky. Um, but in the meantime, do you check out our social medias, Medea's uh, Instagram, on Twitter, at GemGirlsPodcast, and go on our website, Jebs, Jebs, Jebs. GemGirls.com. GemGirls.com. And after you're done toying around with Tyler, pa- Tyler Perry's social medias, uh, <laughs> be sure to rate us and review us wherever you find podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, which confirmed we are on Spotify. Uh, or Stitcher. Yeah. That one, maybe not confirmed. I haven't actually... Wait, we, we been knew that we were on Spotify. It was Stitcher that I that Oh, okay, no okay. Only oh, because I had a conversation with someone yesterday. They were like, oh, I listened to you on Spotify. I was like, what? Oh, okay, great. <laughs> confirmed we're on Spotify. Wherever you are, rate us and review us. And by rate us and review, I mean five stars and a positive five. review. Because that's mm-hmm. really the only applicable rating that you can provide for this podcast. Yeah, it's everything else is just wrong frankly frankly my dear i don't give a damn but i do because i want you (laughs) to get a five-star review (laughs) Uh, yeah i really turned i was a curveball at the end there Uh, (laughs) anyway so yeah rate us and review us thank you for listening and listening to us maybe for a whole season yeah or a whole two seasons yeah that's less likely Uh, very unlikely one might say impossible (laughs) Uh, and with all that said and done, until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. Bye. Bye. <laughs>